Well, I'm excited to be back. I mean, it's been um, a long time since Kansas State, if you ask me, and I look back on uh, a lot of things in the last three years. It's been an interesting run for us, uh, not maybe what we're used to here, and yet we finished fairly strong most of those years, and I think learned a lot. We're just a week into practice now. I'm going to go a little unconventional and tell you I love my team. But I do. I love them because I've seen some veterans change. I've seen uh, the middle group grow. And I've seen the young guys with a lot of talent. And so the combination of things, you know, last year, it's, it's amazing when you're a coach. You know, last year you get a lot of fans, not necessarily media, but worried about, you know, whether we have any depth. And sure enough, we have two major injuries to two starters. And, you know, it set us back a little bit early. But, you know, the other side of that coin is then you get to develop your young kids. And I think the one thing that I've understood since the day I came here is this is a top program. I mean, we built it into a top program. Everybody does it a different way. I've hit about nothing that it's a blue-collar program, it's a blue-collar university, and I'm damn proud of it. And that's the way it's going to stay as long as I'm here. So we're going to, you know, earn our way. We're going to hopefully get a, f a five-star and a four-star. And But whatever we get, we're going to develop them. And I think that's what I've seen in this group. i also seen in the last three weeks to a month, even over the summer, uh, a little more hunger. You know, um, we always tell our guys, you get in the NCAA tournament, and you win the first game, and then anything can happen. You know, uh, we lose the first game to UCLA a couple years ago, and, and then there's an upset in the second round, and then they get to a Final Four. Um, we play Duke right to the wire, have a four-point lead late, and they get to a Final Four. You know, last year we, we played our butts off, beat a very good uh, USC team and a very good Marquette team and uh, fell a little short because our defense let us down. And we always said, you know, you can shoot threes, you can do things for the fans, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to defend and rebound if you're going to be good, like you got to be able to block and tackle if you're going to be good in football with all these new systems. And I think our guys really understand that. Uh, Tyson, Malik, AJ, it's been great how Jaden Akins, how much they understand because last year we're an eyelash from moving to the next game, then there's some upsets again. And then, you know, teams get to the finals that maybe you wouldn't expect to. So I think that's been a good thing for us. We've gone through some tough times. Uh, if tough times, it's great when tough times here get into the Sweet 16 or the second round. That is the way it's supposed to be, so I'm not going to complain that people complain about it because that's the way I look at it too. But... Too many people are looking to get there without going through any tough times. And uh, that's, uh, that's not the way we've done it my whole career. So ain't broke, why fix it? We're a week away from Midnight Madness. We're trying to get some things organized where we, we have a progression here. That's always a special night. It's going to be on Halloween night. What we want to do is get our community back engaged along with our fans. Um, you know, that's what Midnight Madness has been all about. People that can't get normal tickets, uh, the community 
is important here. Um, it's also important that we re-engage, you know, after a lot of the things we've been through in the last couple of years and, um, you know, the shooting being one more recent that, uh, you know, helps separate uh, a community or brings it together. And I think uh, we've done a pretty good job of bringing everybody together. Midnight Madness will be a chance to bring those young kids um, you know, it's always a struggle on when you open the doors because I don't want to interview, intervene with high school football. But we're also trying to get some young kids involved so someday they'll be Spartan fans and who knows, there might be a six-foot, eight-year-old that turns into a seven-footer and we get him someday. So we're going to try to do a good job with that. Our people have been on top of it. We also have two exhibition games and... Uh, Real neat thing happened there in a sad way, but we're playing Hillsdale. Uh, we try to move that around a little bit. And then we have a closed one with Tennessee. That turned into an open one as it did a few years ago when we played Georgia in uh, Grand Rapids. All the money will be donated to Maui, but it'll be on TV. I think we're gonna have some surprise people doing the game. It's gonna be pretty cool. Rick's a good friend of mine. Who knows what polls mean, but in some polls, we're both in the top five or six. So I think it'll be as good a game that people are going to be able to see at Breslin uh, against two kind of similar teams, blue collars. It's going to be smash mouth. We played down there last year, you know, without a couple of our guys, but it was a hell of a game. And I thought we'd get the rematch if we beat Kansas State and they beat Florida and uh, – FIU, I guess it was, and they lost, and we lost, so we didn't get that. So that'll be a good game, um, trying to figure out between Rick and I how we handle everything. The only negative when you play a game like that of that magnitude is you want to keep in mind that the exhibition games are to get people a chance to play, and if the juices get going and all of a sudden you're worried more about winning the game, then it doesn't become as good of a learning. So Rick and I are talking about that a little bit, and we'll talk about that. I have seen our team ranked in the top five, top ten. You know, and people have asked me the question of, you know, do you like that? And I always say, no, I love it. I love it. I mean, uh, we're not 1997. We're 2023, and the program has earned the right to be considered a, a quality program. So if it's not ranked there... That upsets me more. I did not appreciate not being ranked, even though we deserved not being ranked for a couple of years. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't sleep any better knowing there's no pressure on, because there's pressure on here every single day, and there should be pressure on here every single day. So, I'm uh, like my players. We're looking forward to the challenge. We're looking forward to living up to expectations. We know there's going to be pitfalls. Um, we've got. Again, I think a damn good schedule with Duke early. And, of course, uh, we're going out playing Arizona. You know, we've got Butler. We've got Baylor. And then some of our other non-conference games are against pretty good teams, like James Madison and teams like that that are going to be good. Oakland's always good. And so we have our challenges ahead of us. You know, our seniors with A.J., Tyson, Mahdi, Malik, and the Hall of Famer, Stephen Izzo, we should uh, 
We've, we should have great leadership, but leadership doesn't come from age. It comes from, and it doesn't always come from experience. It comes from who you are and what you are. I've really been pleased, and one of the things I talk to some coaches that maybe get all great freshmen and don't have anybody else, having upperclassmen that are willing to help the younger guys. I mean, Jeremy Cohen, Xavier and Garrick don't realize how lucky they are that Malik has taken. Madi has done such a great job with the with the big guys. Uh, AJ and Tyson have done a, a phenomenal job. So I'm really pleased with that. And they are going to be the staple of what we are. They've got the experience of winning and they've got the experience of losing. It's like the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat um, and the old wild world of sports ski jumping thing. They've done both. And I think uh, there is nothing like experience when a player is telling another player that compared to a coach telling them that. Our juniors and Jaden Akins and Davis Smith really, uh, there's another guy that I have great respect for in Davis. He's trying to be more and more of a leader, realizing he's probably not going to play as much, but he's been great. And uh, Jay Nakins has had uh, maybe the best summer of all of our guys. He's gained, I think, 11 pounds now. He's stronger. It's been really interesting to watch Motti. Motti's up to 250. You know, those guys did not want to gain weight, afraid they were going to lose their athleticism and this and that. And, uh, and now it was the greatest thing they did. So it's still hard to convince guys to do things that they don't want to do, but when they do, Jaden has had a, a phenomenal summer shooting the ball, a phenomenal summer in the weight room. He's just a, I mean, when you talk to him, I think you're going to see he's a more confident kid, and I'm looking for big things out of him. Our sophomore class have been interesting. We got Nick Sanders, who I told him I'm not ready to put a statue up. That's his dad's business, but uh, it's been really fun to have a guy around, you know, like him and Davis, where their fathers have been superstars in their own right and they know the pits and falls and and good things that come with that and uh nick is uh an incredible student i mean i've got a lot of good students he's an incredible student that i just love having him around the other three guys two of them are big guys kohler and cooper have both uh improved a lot both have changed their bodies a lot I, I give some credit to Lorenzo Guest, who was a player that Mike Garland and I recruited for Nick way back in the day, and then he did play a little basketball. But for for Nick Saban, I remember picking him up on his recruiting visit and uh, come full turn, and I think he's done a good job with those guys. Troy Hall, Troy, Trey Holloman has been one of the more consistent players of the summer. And then our, uh, I guess, I don't know, I don't call them fabulous freshmen, but I guess they're they're damn good freshmen. Fears is my Mateen Cleaves, 20-some years later. He's a leader, he's uh, vocal, he's helpful, he's gained a little weight, he's gained some strength. Has to still continue to work on his shot, but has all the qualities to be one hell of a guard here. Xavier Booker is probably the highest guy ranked. He's got a ways to go. I mean, he's got to get... He's got to get stronger. He's got to get more aggressive. But I've looked in the last, since school started, 
he's really starting to take a step in the right direction. And I give Marty Malik, uh, Kohler, and Cooper credit for that. They've been unbelievable with him. Doug Wojcik and John Borovich have done a good job with him. Uh, so I think we, we're making some progress there. Garrick Norman was the least rated and might be the best shooter. He is a lot like Matt McQuaid. Uh, he's in the same exact mold and uh, maybe more athletic. Not quite as strong yet, but that's what being a freshman is. And Cohen Carr, I know most of you have seen him on highlight films um, end of the summer. And as I've told most people, probably my greatest coaching achievement a kid could barely dunk when he got here in June, and now I've turned him into a great dunker. So uh, I'll take all the credit for that. No assistance, no Cohen. That was strictly coaching. And if you believe that, I got property in the UP to sell you. So um, Cohen has been interesting. You know, he's got to continue to work on his shot, but he plays so hard. He's such a good kid, and... He just keeps getting better. Where is he going to play? I don't know. I think he can play in the Premier. I think he can play inside. I think he can play all over. But uh, phenomenal athlete. Uh, Jason Richardson was here a couple weeks ago, and I told him, you gotta, you got to move over. There's a guy that flying by you as far as athletically. Now, whether he can continue to grow as Jason did to become one of the better shooters in the NBA, uh, if Cohen does that at 30 pounds heavier and a little bigger, um, he's going to be a hell of a player. But all these freshmen, it's going to take a little time, and it should take a little time. There is a process that everybody wants to speed up, and uh, I'm just happy I got them and that they're working their tail off to get better. You just mentioned Cohen there, and there's. I'm wondering, you talk about how hard he plays and the rebounding and defense. Are there things he can do? because of the way he elevates that other guys can't do? And is that what will be the key to how much playing time he gets this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, we've got a good nucleus back that have played a lot of minutes. You know, Jay Nakins, um, AJ, um, uh, Tyson Walker. You know, I don't even know if I mentioned him. He might be the best shooter I got. Um, but I think Tyson and, and Jaden have really improved their shooting. So, you know, Guys are going to have to work their way in, but we're going to play more guys too. I'm hoping to go back to playing a little more upbeat like in 09 or 05. When I say running more, no, maybe pressuring a little more, expending our own energy so that, you know, more guys play because the guys that are out there are tired. But, you know, what's going to make a guy play? You know, everybody looks good in the summer. Like if I had a dollar for everybody that called me and, you know, I think Kohler hit 52 points. You know, somebody else jumped out of the gym. Uh, there is no defense played in the summer, you know. So it's like, ole, you know, go in there and dunk. Go ahead, you know. I mean, there's a reason nobody's ever seen me at those games. Why should I, why should I help develop bad habits? And yet, and yet, I love the fact that we have that in our city. Uh, Ferg, I appreciate the job he's done there because it does give people a chance, and it gives our players a chance to learn how to act in front of people and to learn how to sign autographs and take pictures and appreciate that people care enough that there were nights that place was packed. I mean, uh, 
that was pretty cool, you know. So really cool for those things. Not as cool for me realizing that I got to break some bad habits, but I expect those freshmen to play some and how much will be determined in the next three weeks, four weeks, and that's the best answer I can give you, but uh, they're really good kids, man. I really, I'm, I'm blessed with what I got right now. Hey, Tom. Great seeing you at BCAM. For those who don't know, Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, you spoke for more than an hour with passion about following the dream and uh, spending time, and long after you were gone, they kept talking about how impressive it was. How much was that conversation about the state of college basketball a reflection of where you are mentally going into the season? And secondly, who got more out of that, the participants or you having that time talking to the coaches? You know, um, for those of you that don't know, we all – I always speak at BCAM. It's, you know, it's the Judd Heathcote rule 27 years later that the most important human beings on the planet are high school coaches. And I, I really do believe that. Um, we need – people that develop the basement, you know, and then hopefully I'm the first floor and then the NBA is the next floor. So we need the people to develop. And I decided instead of speaking on offense or defense or rebounding or fast break or ball screens and all the things I've done a hundred times that I was just going to talk a little bit about where basketball is, high school, college, all the things that we have to deal with now that unfortunately they have to deal with. I don't know. That's a that's a very good question. Who got more out of it? I don't know. You were around there. I felt good. I felt good about the questions. I wish I would have had more time for more questions. But I also felt good because I put some time into thinking, what could I do to help young coaches or coaches that are aspiring to be me? Because I mean, that sounds arrogant, but what I'm saying is I was them. I was them. And I had less of a chance because I lived where there is no media. You know, I had to be a Notre Dame fan because that's the only game we got on TV. So, uh, and that was with the rabbit ears. So I appreciated that I could talk to them not about a certain X and O, but really... Um, as I say all the time, you know, motivating players is a bigger part of my job than what offense or defense I run. And I just wanted to make sure they knew it wasn't just in the clinic of X's and O's. It's, you know, the, the clinic of how you deal with people. You talked about the veteran leadership and of those seniors, but you've also mentioned Jeremy Fears and his leadership in there as a freshman. Where does that kind of fit in for a guy that's not necessarily coming in expecting to play all the time on the floor? Well, he's going to play, number one. But number two, um, if you're saying expecting to be a starter when he first gets here, you know, um, you know, um, I mean, Mateen was my best freshman leader. I don't know if he was captain then. I remember Draymond coming in and, and saying, I found you a captain, and it was Tum Tum when he, when he was here. You know, There's been a couple of those guys that just have it, not a lot of them. Jeremy Fears has it. He's helped Booker so much, they're roommates, and he's, he's pushed him and pulled him, and he just has a very good way of doing that and you know and he spent time with Mateen and I mean I think at the end of the day um, you're going to see Jeremy grow and grow and grow and in the meantime he's going to still help us so 
we always think we know what's going on until all of a sudden somebody gets hurt or somebody beats somebody out. Um, if there's one thing that I will say that I have learned this year, competition is good, but it's really good in the summer and the fall. We'll see how it gets in the winter when parents change, when players change. I mean, all that. That's why I think it's so important that the players are so involved with each other. It's a very close-knit team. I think about all the 27 press conferences I've had to start a season, and we always say teams are close. Um, I, unfortunately, once in a while don't say that, or I say our leadership's not good enough, or I even call out a guy once in a while. I can't do that this year. I, I, I can't do it because of the way the summer and the fall have gone so far. That doesn't mean I still won't, but uh, right now I'm just happy where he's at, what he's doing. He's making AJ and and uh, some of those guys better players, and I think they're making him a better player. And you know, we had Grind Week. He spoke to a lot of those guys that came back, and it, it was just awesome, awesome. Tom. Uh as you look around college basketball, do you see reduced uh, opportunities for freshmen because of the portal maybe being um, uh, unintended consequence, not, not looking at your team, but looking at last year and maybe looking around the country with teams that have twice as many transfers as they have freshmen? And do you think it's kind of a short-lived COVID thing because of the extra years that are floating around, or is it here to stay with the portal? Well, I'm still hoping the portal isn't here to stay. But I've told more than a few of you in this room, some that I talked to late, late at night. I haven't changed my opinion one time from four or five years ago before it even came out. I, I use the word unintended consequences to some key talking heads that never come down in the basement. Um, and one of the one of two big issues that we had, Phil Martelli from Michigan's on my the board I'm on, Cal uh, uh, Perry, uh, Tommy Amaker, and we all talked about all the things, and now we're just watching them happen. It's like, it's like uh, the book, you know, you read the book, and then somebody makes a movie of it. Well, we're watching the movie, and uh, for the most part, we, we have predicted the ending of it. So what you're seeing now, we were worried about one, with the high school kid get left behind. Number two, what's going to happen to academics? You transfer three, four times, what's going to happen to academics? And maybe the third biggest one is what's going to happen to those players when they need a place to go? Like those of you that were at Grind Week and saw 60-some former players come back, um, that's what happens. And some of those former players need jobs. And when you leave three different places, I mean, there's so many things. And a lot of guys have the answers that aren't down in the basement. And uh, so we let it play out. I'm going to do what I do. And sooner or later, so everybody in this room knows, it's probably going to get me. I'm going to have fun in the meantime, and I'm going to enjoy the fight to keep it to a relationship program over a transaction program. And, uh, you know, last year people were mad. I didn't go in the portal a lot. Um, this year I don't hear anybody mad. Now they're mad that I got too many players. Uh, you guys are awesome, man. It just, you know, no matter what it is, there's another, there's another thing. But don't bother me either. Um, I am comfortable in my own skin, and I don't say that in a cocky, arrogant way. I just, you figured it out. 
You just figured it out. No insult, but you aren't a coach that's doing with it every day. So if you can figure it out, it's not that hard to figure out, which means the academic people that are up there making the decisions maybe aren't quite as smart as we think they are. So you know what? At Michigan State, there's a couple of things that aren't going to change until the day I walk off this stage for me. We're going to stay a blue-collar place, not thinking we're bigger than we are, better than we are. We're, 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 going to, we're going to do it the way this city was built, the way this university was built from John Hanna on up. Uh, George Perlis to Judd Heathcote, I, I think of him every day, okay? That's what I was brought up on. The second thing is relationships matter to me. They matter. The day's going to come when we get transactional too. I'll be having a beer and playing golf with some of you in this room uh, when that happens because um, I just, I get a lot out of the relationships and I think they get a lot out of the relationships back. And uh, if everybody thinks that can just happen by knowing a guy for eight months, they're better men than me. But here, if you want to complain about it, I would do it, but I ain't going to change for me because that is my staple. You know, I can get on a kid harder than anybody in America or right up there with everybody except a couple. Can't beat hugs. I can't beat, you know, a couple of those guys. But I can. But I, I can love and cherish what they do for me and what they do for this university and what they do for this program. And that's what's important to me. Tom, talking about this group of guards that you have, I uh, wonder if you just kind of put in perspective, I mean, maybe not like a Cassius Winston level type, but just as far as the depth of talent that you have in this group, does it compare to any group that you've had? And how important is having a group like that? Yeah, in 05, you know, in 05, I say 05 like it's been 100 years ago, 09, because you don't always have depth and talent and experience and youth. You know, 05, uh, who were the players? You know, Shannon and Mo Ager, and, you know, we had Alan Anderson and Chris Hill and Torbert that were all old. And then we bring in a freshman like Neitzel, who nobody thought he'd start. I think we had Brandon Cotton at the beginning of that. And uh, Neitzel ended up starting in the Final Four, you know. So that was a good year. And, uh, you know, when we had Kalen Lucas and Travis Walton and uh, Darrell Summers. And we had some guys that, you know, just played. I mean, when we had Timbo Gracchus, you know, everybody laughed. He played nine or ten minutes a game. There is something about meshing a group of guys together, but this could be one of those best. You know, if A.J. keeps doing what he's doing, and I put that challenge out to him, so go ahead and ask him, because you all know my relationship with him is um, fun-loving, hugging and kissing, and... Uh, but when, uh, if he does what he's done this summer and he can sustain that, not only are we going to be better, but he's going to be better. And Tyson, I mean, you look at those guys and the things they could have done, him and Malik, and, uh, you know, options to go somewhere else or do something else. And, you know, there's something there that's special. And I think they know there's something here that's special. Whether we can accomplish it, I mean, you know how lucky you got to be. My, I think some of my best teams 
One of them I get beat in the first round, you know, with Denzel and them. So we all know that. We understand that. But then you throw in, a, you know, a couple of those freshmen. I mean, Trey Holloman has had a good summer, and um, and there's no question that uh, I think Jeremy's going to be a great player here. So, yeah, we have some depth there, um, you know. It doesn't include Garrick, who's as good a shooter as I think needs to be. But... Uh, Number one, you hope for no injuries, but you know that that's almost impossible. I, I see where the uh, NBA now, I saw a big thing today as I was coming down here, has really worked on this load management. If we try to do that in college, somebody will sue us, so we can't do that. But uh, there will be injuries. There will be things that happen. And, and this year, I think we're going to have the depth and the strength. And, and there will be competition. I mean, uh, getting near that stage in my career where you don't have a million chances left. So, uh, you know, I've, I've done for some players some things that they better appreciate. I could have gone in the portal, too. They could have gone. I could have gone. I trusted, believed in them. I think they trusted and believed in me. What a great marriage. What a great opportunity. So hopefully it can be, yeah. Uh, Tom, when Carson came in here and, you know, he wasn't a, a longtime basketball guy, wasn't like a highly recruited guy for a long time or anything, but fast forward to this summer and the way he ended last season, all the caveats about Moneyball aside, it seemed like you had a different sort of confidence about him, like he sort of felt like he belonged more at this level. I'm just wondering what you've seen different in him in year two coming in here. Well, let me say this. One thing I, I, I think we've really improved on, um, and maybe it's me, uh, right now I've got as good a staff as I've had, and I think those guys have done a great job. You know, having two former head coaches in Monty and Doug, I think has really helped us. Uh, you know, Doug has worked with them, Monty has worked with the guards, and uh, right now Cooper is, when you see him, he's gotten stronger, he's gotten longer, I think. He's uh, he's a lot better player than he was a year ago. He and Kohler have made just monstrous strides along with Mahdi. Now, what does that mean? You know, the first thing someone should say, well, how many how many guys, big guys, can you play? You know, and uh, again, we're gonna. I, I just wish I would have saved all the hate mail of why didn't you go into the portal, you sob, and why didn't you do this, and why didn't you do that, and now it'll be. Why do you have so many players, you SOB? I'm, I'm a SOB no matter what I do, but I'm also, I feel very good that we didn't bail on some of those guys that weren't quite good enough. We believed in the process. We believed in building them. You know, they're homegrown, and so they can understand, too, that there's other guys right alongside of them. And so I think in Carson Cooper's case, He's the longest and biggest of the bunch. He's probably got the best handle. He's not the best shooter, but he has been a phenomenal rebounder. He's a very, very intelligent kid off the court, and he's a very intelligent kid on the court. So he's got a lot of pluses, and, uh, I mean, they're all three going to play. That's, that's a guarantee and a promise. They're all going to play. Tom, you talked about competition and also relationships. You have a really interesting roster for you. you have four senior starters and then a very touted four-man freshman class coming in. How is – I know competition will sort it out, but is that a unique challenge for you when you've got two 
groups that probably think very highly of themselves? Yeah, you know, that's the good thing about me, man. I make sure they don't feel as high about themselves as they should. But, um, yeah, that's – I mean, I got challenges this year too. I mean, the coach makes money, so I, I got my – my job to do and I, I know what it is and I know that I have to manage things and that's part of the deal though you know part of the deal is you do have to manage things and you do have to spend a lot of time boy this is where those relationships and the time spent in the past and the time spent now and also for example Jason Richardson was here I showed a couple of kids his stats Draymond Green was here. I showed a bunch of kids his freshman stats. Denzel Valentine was here the week before. I showed a bunch of kids his stats and try to make them realize that, okay, you know, there's a couple of schools that recruit all freshmen and they, you know, not all of them have done really well. I mean, in the last 13 years, I think we've been to four Final Fours. Some of those teams have been to one. So I have to sell winning and, and personal success. That is a challenge because parents want instant gratification more than players. And I have to sell that, that winning brings personal success. Personal success doesn't always bring winning. And, um, and I think... We talk about it. I mean, we have meetings. We have individual meetings all summer long. And that's what, I, that's what I love about my job. I mean, there's been a lot of things in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I haven't loved about my job, this, this new stuff. I'm on those committees and frustrating. Then I get back here, and a guy comes in my office that just went through something tough, and I say, that's why I'm here. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge, Woj. It's going to be a... It's going to be questioned. So they have to do their job, and guess what? I have to do my job, and that's how successful organizations work. Uh, the CEO does his job. The workers do their job. And then you, you build a nice car, okay? If the two can't stay on the same page, you build a jalopy. Tom, you mentioned Jaden in the summer he had. I guess what's the next level look like for him and – how important is that to the ceiling for this team? I, you know, you I think for two years I argued with Jaden, if you want the truth, about gaining some weight. You know, and then Gary Harris came here and weighed 215, and I think he kind of got it. And uh, he just kind of took off and started realizing it and really did a hell of a job in the weight room. And you'll see. I mean, he's a more confident kid. He's got a bigger smile on his face. And he has worked on his shooting. I mean, last year, he was one of our best shooters. What he's gotten better at is his ball handling. And, and I'll be honest with you. At the end of the year, you know, we had meetings on what he liked and what he didn't like. I mean, I ask every player, you know, give me what I did well, what I didn't do well. One of the things he thought he should have the ball more as far as being able to make decisions and all this. I can look you in the eye and tell you at the time, I didn't think he was ready for that. But I gave in a little bit. He understood a little bit. Now he's better with the ball, and maybe because I gave him more of a chance with the ball. If that's the case, kudos to him for saying something, and kudos for me for trusting him. So I think Jaden Akins, 
you know, Tyson is a two-way player. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players, I think, in the conference. But he's still not very big. Jaden, you know, and I had Gary talk to him. Gary was one of the best two-way players, could score it, could defend it. And that makes you valuable. Jaden, I think, could be one of the best two-way players, not just in the league, but in the whole country. He's, he's smart. He's got a chance to be our next academic All-American, uh, legitimate. Um, he's gotten stronger and tougher, his shoulders bigger, and he's, uh, he's improved his game. Hey, Tom, obviously you got your own team, but I was wondering, will you have any role in helping Allen find the next football coach and just what your outlook is on that? Obviously a very important hire. I hope so. I really do because um, I've been a sounding board for a lot of hires here. When you're here for 100 years, you, you should have a, some sounding board on what you do, and that doesn't mean I'm in on the decision-making. It means I'm a sounding board. And I think the other thing that... That uh, you know, I was uh, that I have an advantage of is when you stay in it this long and you have a love for football and some of your best friends are in football. I think you have the contacts and the ability to to help in the search in that way. Um, I know there's headhunters. You know, I have feelings about certain things. Um, so whatever, Alan and uh, the board and whoever else is involved needs me to do, I'm suiting up, I'm there for them. Uh, as I've been through a lot of these other searches we've had and, uh, and things we've done with some other programs around. And, you know, I mean, way back to when D'Antonio got hired, I, I, I had no say in the hiring of George Perlis. Um, the news barely got to the UP then and that's where I was. So. Uh, but other than that, you know, I've had, I'd say, no say, but I've always been part of the sounding board to run things by. And, uh, and that I greatly appreciate and I take uh, great pride in. And um, when exactly that starts and what we do, I don't know, but I know this. I was also very proud of the job Harlan Barnett is doing. When you get thrown adversity right, left, and haymakers coming in all ways, um, it's not easy. And I was on that sideline, and I had an incredible appreciation for what he did, how he did, how the players were, how they acted. Um, yeah, we all want wins, and there were some things that were a shame. But uh, it's going to work out, and we're going to move forward, and we've got an incredible facility. And this is a very, very good football job. And uh, you're right. Football's the most important sport here. And I've said that. I talked to Matt Larson today. I mean, just take a look even. I saw a special where Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. I mean, those are the basketball schools of all basketball schools. And all their football is better because it's important in the big picture of not only raising money, but just exposure. And so uh, I will remain a, a big-time football fan and do anything I can do to help. Tom, you mentioned earlier the Midnight Madness is sort of a chance to re-engage and just what the school's been through. And you're just talking about football. I'm curious, do you feel any more weight than you normally would to, to give uh, your fan base, alumni, students, faculty, 
something with this basketball team? Does it does it feel any different than it normally does? Yep. Does, and I'm, I'm, I'm not excited that I have to feel that way, but I'm proud that I get the opportunity to re represent the 650,000 living alums, and a lot of good friends of mine, and a lot of people that have put in a lot for this place. And uh, you know, it's um, I always say to a player, unless you've been through something. Success never feels quite as good. Well, you know, we've been through something in the last six, seven years and uh, still won a couple Big Ten championships, still went to Final Fours, and uh, I feel it's a privilege to have the opportunity to help bring us closer together. When I got the call to speak to our students after the shooting, I mean, I can only tell you what a privilege that was. It was an unfortunate privilege, but a privilege. And, um, you know, when I say I feel the pressure, let me tell you something. If everything was great and Michigan State basketball hasn't been to a Final Four in, I'll say, three years because I'm not counting the COVID year, that means there's pressure. So that pressure would be there. Is it a little more because of all the things that have happened? Probably, but I do want to engage. I want to engage with our community and our students again. Because COVID took, took a lot of us, you know. I think some of those people that still want to work from home, you know, they must have developed kids that wanted to work from home because, uh, you know, I, I preach to our student group um, already. Um, camp out is it's this week, and uh, my old bud is going to be sleeping out there, and, uh, you know, some of you guys that are... Uh, Getting up there in age, you should think about getting a tent, Woj, and coming out there. Uh, I'll make sure yours falls down. But I, uh, I, uh, I really want to engage with them because the number of people that come back and talk about the things. Remember now, we're at a place where people laughed at us about the first aircraft carrier. You know, they they told us that we were a gimmick institution. And we're this, and we're that, and we're playing in Germany, and we're playing in Ford Field. And then all of a sudden, the NCAA copied Ford Field. Now people would die. Roy Williams would have died to play there again. And when players come back, these are memory-making moments. The camp out's a memory-making moment. Midnight Madness, a memory-making moment. You know, I used to love to sit there. I loved it when we had it at midnight. <clears throat> We've gotten a little soft, you know, and... Can't have it at midnight for a variety of reasons. But you know what was cool at midnight? Because I remember doing it with my dad. I remember staying up and being able to watch a movie till midnight. I thought I was president. Watching some dad come in with a nine-year-old, and it's 12 o'clock at night. And the kid saying to me, I get to stay up past midnight. It was cool. you know. So I want memory-making experiences here. And as long as I'm here, as old as I get, I'm still going to look for memory-making experiences, and those things are all part of it. And uh, so, good, good. They're all good things, and we're going to get everybody re-engaged because that's the job we got to do. I think you'd agree that it's the line between a first-day elimination and a national championship is probably thinner than ever. Um, so, since you like pressure on your players, 
the elephant in the room around here is the national championship or the lack of another one. Are you willing to say, not that this is the year, but that this could be the group? Uh, you know, the biggest fear I have right now is not where my team is, not where Purdue is. I mean, they're picked ahead of us in the Big Ten, and rightfully so. They got everybody back. I have no idea where probably eight of the top 10 or 12 teams are because everybody's got people moving and moving parts and this guy in and that guy out. Some of them it's going to really benefit. Some of them, like you look at last year in North Carolina, they're one in the country. They don't even make the tournament. Some are going to implode. I know where we are. I don't know what the uh, all-star teams that some of them are trying to put together will produce. So do I say it's Final Four bust or win a national championship or bust? I say that's the goal. Uh, I'm realistic enough to know that there's a lot of factors, and you're right. It gets thinner every year. But I like the fact that we've been through some tough times. Tough times make tough people. And uh, I think we, we've been battle-tested a little bit, the way our NCAA tournaments have gone. I mean, we didn't deserve probably even to be 13 up on UCLA. Uh, we probably didn't deserve to play with Duke the way it went. And uh, not sure we deserved. Marquette was really good. But we found a way to do that. And I think that gave some confidence to some people that now are juniors and seniors. And so uh, if I say yes, that'll be the headline. And I'll have bulletin board material. If I say no, I don't believe in my team. So I'm going to say like I believe. We have a chance to be very good. And I think we have a chance to um, get what some teams that I've coached can get, have gotten to. Uh, whether we get the breaks on the way, whether we make the breaks, whether we stay injury-free, which I think is really, really important, and whether we keep the double Ds away, you know, because there are more dirtbags and there are more distractions. There are a lot more. There are more than there were last year. There's a lot more than the year before and a ton more than the year before that. And that is my number one goal. Can I keep that away from my team and... Uh, and still have them enjoy the game, but make sure that they know the goals. The goals have been set. They know the goals. But most years the goals are set. Now there's been a couple where I'm not, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not that big a dreamer. But, you know, those are the goals. And, and do I think there's 10 teams out there that have a legitimate chance? Yeah, I do. And when those 10 come, there's always one outlier. It seems like there's always one out there every year that gets there. And so uh, last year it was Florida International, you know. Um, last year was two schools, San Diego State, you know. So I understand that, but uh, I like this team because I like the makeup of the personnel. I like the fact that we have young talent and, and old guys that have been through the wars. I like the fact that we have depth. I like the fact that we have size. I like the fact that we can play small or big. I like a lot of things right now, but uh, games haven't started yet. And so uh, after a month of the season, I'll tell you how much I like. I may be off on this a little bit, and if I am, you can call me out on it. I probably <laughs> but, will. <laughs> but 
it seems to be that you are speaking with a bit more bravado as you go into this new year. Is it a combination because of what Sean had mentioned and carrying more weight? Is it because of how good your team is this year? Or what is it a combination of? Why do you seem to be speaking with more bravado going into this season? Well, experience helps that on your own team. But I'd say it's my assistance on why I'm speaking with a little more bravado. I've constantly, the goal is to win the Big Ten championship and get to a Final Four. Once you go to one, that has to be the goal. Now, there's been some years when I tell them right out, it's the goal, but we got a long, 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 long ways to go. So I've been saying that for a few years, and my assistant said to me, why do you always talk about getting to a Final Four and not winning a national championship? And I say, because I don't want to put too much pressure on, or, or, you know, I grew up a kid, it was all about the Final Four, not who won the national championship, it was more about the Final Four. And so I've decided that maybe I'm part of the problem. Why did we go to seven other ones and didn't win one? So I don't know if it's bravado. I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm not I'm contrary to popular belief, but I'm, I'm not stupid. So if I didn't think we were good enough to have a chance, but when I say one in 10, I didn't say one in three. You know, I realize the margin's thinner. I realize that, you know, load management and injuries and everybody weighing in on if a kid's got a sprained ankle, whether it's broke, you know, and those things make a difference. But I, we and I have earned what we've got. We've been through a lot of tough times and uh, both on the floor and off. We've earned what we've got and we're still standing. So let's take advantage of that and make sure that we focus in and with the NLI and the transfers and the different things that are going on out there, let's us stay focused the best we can. And I think I've got a staff that believes in it. I think I've got some veteran players that believe in it, and their job is to bring the young around. So I wouldn't say I'm as cocky as you think. I, I'd say that I'm, I hope I can bring this place that I love so much what we deserve and make people feel good and smile, that is a pretty neat feeling, you know. Taking care of yourself is one thing. Taking care of a lot, a lot of people or helping make their day better, that's another thing. And, you know, very seldom do people get a chance to do that. So I have a chance. I'm going to work morning, noon, and night to uh, see if I can uh, help uh, bring that dream a reality. With all the hype coming in, you've kind of addressed this earlier, but where do you want to see this team improve without playing games right now? Well, I think, I think the, the biggest area right now, we have to become a better rebounding team because at times we're a little smaller. You know, we'll play Malik Hall all over. He's going to be a big key because he's so versatile. He can do so many things. Yeah, you have to get back to the defensive principles. Um, you know, we lost last year, and everybody was probably excited. It was one of the best games in the NCAA tournament. It was 90-some to 80-some, and it was all good, and that just means that I did a poor job, and we just talked about it today. Uh, we're going to have 15 different ways to cover a ball screen, so if we get a 
guy five foot two or if we get a guy six foot ten, that's at the point we're going to do a better job of covering them because I didn't do a very good job of doing that. So we have to grow as a team. We have to grow as a staff. We have to be prepared for everything that could be thrown at us. I mean, uh, you know, the schedule is going to be interesting. You know, it's kind of weird, too. I mean, we play like teams like Purdue and Indiana and Ohio State once, and we play them at the end of the year. You know, I mean, it's it's really, uh, I can't believe they haven't asked any questions on why Hawaii and Alaska were not admitted into the Big Ten, but it's really a different situation right now. Uh, a lot of moving parts, and we just got to focus in still. If you can defend and rebound, not turn the ball over, I've always, the last couple of years, we were better last year, but haven't done a very good job with the turnovers either, and that falls on me. And uh, so they got to get better. I got to get better. And that's kind of why I have more bravado too, is I feel good that I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you, got, you better get better. And, and we're going to try to do that, to be honest. I'm most excited about, I got a group of guys together that have, that have had options to leave and stayed, that didn't threaten, didn't ask for more, didn't do anything. I think I got a group that's appreciative of where they are and who they are. I, I just came off one of the greatest weekends a couple weekends ago you could have, and I, um, I'm excited that every once in a while you start questioning yourself, and then guys come back and you realize how good it is. So I'm excited, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. You know, we've had some things that have gone on that I say, God, why us? And then I get a call and do a little thing on somebody who's got cancer, and I think, wow, how lucky am I? So as I get older, I think I'm appreciating more that they're a good bunch of guys that I think have a common goal. And I think I got a good bunch of alums that are helping us to to understand that common goal. And uh, I mean, Mateen has been unbelievable. You know, he, he, you know, I told him about leadership. He said, don't worry, I got you covered. And I find out he's calling guys I don't even know about. That means you, you, you've got a special program, not a special team. And so I'm excited about the team, the program. And I'm also excited that Listen, we're going through a little bit of a tough time right now. I, I watched Harlan the other night. I was really proud of him. I look at what we're doing in our other sports. You know, I've had the privilege to be around some of uh, our hockey recruits and, uh, and had one at practice the other day and um, see what's going on there and in wrestling. And I went to the volleyball game. I mean... I haven't been to a volleyball. That's my next thing, but I, I, that'll be this weekend. I'm going. I went to a couple of soccer games. Uh, you know, we got a lot of things going for us here, and uh, yeah, we've had some issues and um, some things that haven't gone perfect for us. But uh, you know what? This still been the greatest opportunity of my life, and. Uh, Somehow, some way, whatever time I have left, which plans to be a little more than a short period, I want to try to win another championship someday. But I want to try to make this still the, the great place that I know it is. So if that's pressure, if that's the weight of the world, um, that's what I signed up for. And more important, that's what I get to do.